You're listening to Your Art Friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art. But don't worry, whether you're Da Vinci or the Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned, because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. Beth. Oh no, he's taking a drink. Oh no. And I'm Andrew. <laughs> and we're your, your art, art friends. friends. <laughs> I've never been so panicked drinking water before. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> Sometimes I worry that there's something wrong with me socially because like I'll be having a conversation with someone and then just like look at the wall oh. and not their face. Uh, and in a situation like this, where I'm like queuing you up to say something, <laughs> I turn around and you're you're two gulps deep. Like, oh god! I'm like, ah, oh, his intro's gonna come out his nose now. At least it wasn't like you were making a joke or like a punchline for a joke as I was taking a drink of water because I didn't get the like burning sensation of like water going through my nose. Thank God, because we'd have to cancel the se- the seventh episode. Oh yeah, I would just be out of commission after that. Mm-hmm. My dog's going to have surgery soon. Yeah. Which the the thing that I'm real bummed out about is the fact that I had to leave her at the vet for two weeks afterwards. I'm glad that that's what you're bummed out about and not the surgery itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's in good hands. I'm bummed about that, too, just because, like, I didn't want her to get to this point. And I've felt bad that she's been partially injured. Yeah, her her legs are taking a little bit too much strain is what's going on, right? She's too strong. Um, she's too strong for her own joints. Yeah. Now, for anybody listening, she's a pit mix. And uh, basically, the vet was like, yeah, they're just built bad. Like, their back legs, they usually have problems, especially in pits. And she basically blew out her right knee. And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, she kind of needs surgery now. I'm sorry, um, man. Thanks. But yeah, like the the thing, I think it's kind of silly. Like the thing I'm most like anxious about is just leaving Kate. It's there for two weeks because I'm like, it's she gonna hasn't be so been weird. away for that long. Yeah. And you probably haven't been away from her for that long. No, they did tell me I could come visit, though. So that'll probably happen several times. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. Especially on her birthday, because her birthday is going to happen while she's there. Buddy. But that's that's kind of what's new, new on my end. And meanwhile, naturally, I went to Starbucks and I got a coffee and they put like a shit ton of cinnamon on the top of my coffee, which is not what I asked for. Oh, that's not what I ordered. You know, and then I hated it. And I had to I was in the car and it's still I'm still like covid anxious. So I couldn't like put my finger in the coffee and skim (laughs) all of the cinnamon away. But you're fine drinking it. Well, here's what I did. And it was a mistake. Okay, I used my tongue. I sat in my car, and I and I that's sifted all than of using your finger. <laughs> well, my tongue didn't touch any door knobs. That's fair. <laughs> so I just sifted all of the cinnamon off of my drink with my tongue. But the bad side of that is now my mouth is cinnamon forever for the rest of my life. It feels like 
And so every time I take a sip of my coffee, even though there isn't nearly as much cinnamon as there was before, uh, the spirit of the spice is still there. And yes, I do recognize that my problems and your problems are desperately different. <laughs> Just dramatically inappropriately but no less valid. unequal. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because... <laughs> Because my thought of hearing yours is just like, oh, man, I wish I could have been like a person in a car, like two cars away from you. <laughs> That's just like you don't see them, but they're just like, what? What? Oh, oh my God. What is she doing? What? Why is she drinking her coffee like a dog drinks water? Tugging her coffee. Yikes. What is she practicing for? What's that? What? What? <laughs> I also, I enjoy the taste of cinnamon on coffee sometimes or in coffee, but the one thing that drives me nuts about cinnamon is if you just like sprinkle it on top of coffee, no matter what you do, it never mixes in. Never. Mm -mm. It's mm -mm. just, it, it just like sits on top. Just it's Spi spicy dirt for your, yeah. for your top lips. You want yeah. a mustache? Put a little cinnamon on your liquids. Take a sip. There you go. You can, you can smell like fall. All right. Today. We're going to be talking about a single question, which we alluded to earlier, and we'll ask in a minute. But first, would you rather put aside a minimum of one hour a day to turn off all digital distractions and dedicate your attention to a page in your sketchbook so as to further your creative thinking and produce more work that isn't associated with your paid work as an artist? Or 100% a Japanese role-playing game called Tales of Brasseria, which you've already put 80.9 hours into 46 of which were played over the last two weeks, and you're still somehow only about 55% of the way through the main story. So would I rather, like, finish the, the game or, like, devote my time to art? Yeah. Is it the same amount of time for each? Like, it would be an hour of the game? N no. I'm, a I'm asking for myself. I was going to say, I was like, it sounds really specific. <laughs> like, is this one of those, like, I'm asking for a friend, and then it's like... That friend is me. I won't play coy. This is my dilemma. And there is a correct answer. Yeah. So, I think to answer this, since since I'm the one answering this question, this is a, mm -hmm. a would-you-rather directed at me. Um, just so it's fair, I'm going to substitute the video game for Magic the Gathering in my head. I see. Because I feel like that is probably equivalent. There's no um, end game to Magic the Gathering, though. No, there There's isn't. There's no epilogue to that story. It's however long that they continue to print more Magic cards. Um, and, like, I could do both. You, I'm sorry, you could do both in real life. So why do you only play Tales of Berseria slash Magic? Why not draw? It's just for an hour. Beth, why? So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the mentality here because I know that we're both busy currently with other things, uh, and I'm gonna say you know what? Like if you need some some um, a mental health break to play that game to do I that don't. thing, I have spent. Are you sure that you don't? Forty six hours, two straight days okay. playing this game. Yeah. Instead of doing things that uh, I, sh I should. Am I burnt out? Is that what that means? Probably. No. Am I a binger? What's wrong with me? I, I think 
the the thing that's wrong with you is the thing that's wrong with everyone is that we are raised in a capitalist society and we're taught that if we don't do work then we are not productive and we are lazy and that is false <laughs> play that game do the thing play. okay i will play that game i'll do that thing <laughs> oh my god i just got really passionate <laughs> i loved it that's what i this was this was me needing that yeah, I would say, you know what? Play that game. Do the thing. I appreciate that. I'm having a, a lot of fun with it. My brother-in-law is the Pope, mm -hmm. and uh, I am a demon. My brother-in-law done ma made me a demon, maybe. And then so how, I okay, I know nothing about this game, so can I have some more context than, like, they're the Pope, you're the demon? It Dude. <laughs> like, what? what is this game? Like, if you had... I mean, I am somebody who knows nothing about it. I was about to say, if you had to describe this game to somebody who knows nothing about it, and I'm like, that's just me. I love Tales of Games so much because they're, like, incredible fantasy character-driven stories that are also imbued with absolute video game bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's anime. It's an anime game. Okay. And in this one, you play a 16-year-old girl whose brother is... uh sacrificed to a god okay. by your brother-in-law okay so totally relatable to the general populace super relatable yeah hell yeah dude and so you become a demon in in a desperate attempt to save your dead brother and he your brother-in-law mm -hmm. puts you in jail for three years and your clothes fall off and you and you keep consuming demons with your demon powers and then okay. one day your brother-in-law's magic angel friend comes and breaks you out of jail and she's like yo you gotta go and you're like fucking i'm gonna kill my brother-in-law who in the last three years has basically become the pope he's become the shepherd he's jesus christ because he has saved the world from demon blight which is a disease that makes everybody turn into demons uh, but you don't care because he killed your brother, and so you're on a murder spree. And normally, tales of games are about, like, a, a young hero whose mm -hmm. town is devastated by uh, blight and then goes on an adventure to save the world. But this one is subversive, and you're the bad guy. Two questions. So, For, first question. Did they try wearing masks to stop the spread of demon blight? They did not hmm. they trust in the power of god in this one they chose they trusted in the power of god yes mm. yes mm -hmm. okay second question as the demon who is stuck in the prison and you consume other demon souls how are you doing that are demons just being brought to you to eat yeah they get dumped i'm in a pit uh, and then so it's just one big pit, pit and they just throw you in there and it's like gladiator style like yeah i have magic hand my last my hand, demon wins. i'm a sexy girl but my hand turns into big, horrible demon hand. Ooh. And the demon hand smash on people's head and go, and I eat them through my hand. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. We could talk about it at length afterwards. <laughs> okay. But I also got a hoverboard at one point, And so now I'm like going to fight the Pope in my underwear. And it's, magically, there's a hoverboard. <laughs> there's a Twitter trend that I saw going around at one point in the last year where it was like, describe something that you like in the worst way possible <laughs> and i feel like the description of like i'm a sexy demon lady 
in their underwear on a hoverboard. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just going to go kill God. Such a weird <laughs> but glorious description of a game. It's great. I adopt an angel baby son. There's a lot, man. I'm, we're also pirates. It's I'm having a great time. It's very D&D&D. There's so many like new layers to this every time you say something else. (laughs) I don't need to go on. People don't need to know about Tales of Berseria. (laughs) Tales of games are great. Play Tales of Graces F. It's one of my favorite games ever. Uh, It's very anime. So let's get into it. Let's ask the question that's been on the mind of the children for years now. Yeah. Why? 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 Did Disney decide that cars in cars would have the windshields be the eyes instead of the headlights? It it drives me nuts. Like it's it's I would say it's almost on par with the whole like Megan Fox not airbrushing correctly. Another issue that you have from Transformers the yeah, first it, movie. It's a weirdly specific design choice that I take personal offense to. Whenever you look at car, mm-hmm. the, winch- the windshield is not eyes. The windshield no. is, that's where people are. If you want to personify the car, you ignore the windshield. I feel like the windshield and like the whole like part that like goes up and over the cab or whatever you'd call it. I feel like that's like hair. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Like that could be the hair of the car. What if the brain was in the cab? So. I'm designing uh, it in my head, right? Because you said that the, yeah. the top bit the dome let's say Mm -hmm. is the hair but because the windshield is transparent that means the forehead of the car is transparent and you'd be looking straight into skull brain yeah that's weird that might be the reason why the i (laughs) maybe (laughs) windshields are the eyes it's because john laster said i don't want to make the brain visible yeah oh my gosh i found this image earlier i'm trying to find it to send to you because it was like one where it's like once you see it you can't unsee it is it the internal anatomy of a car in the Disney Pixar movie Cars? Am I going to see a car's bladder, dude? Is the engine the tongue? Also, that's another thing, too, that I don't understand while doing research for this. was like, okay, the eyes are one thing, but the tongue is a whole other thing. <laughs> yucky, yucky. I was right. It is an intersected, a bisected... Uh, Lightning McQueen with all of the internal organs and an engine? Somehow, yes. He, he I didn't actually have... catch the engine part <laughs> until you he just pointed have it out. a trunk and an engine. Yeah. And a mech. He has bones. Think about that. A car with bones. Ugh. A car with bones. You never get into a car and say, this car has good bones the way that you do with a house. No, it's not a thing you say. But on with related to this image that I just sent you and that we are both horrified of, I went down the rabbit hole of looking up that Pixar Disney theory that like all Pixar movies are connected mm-hmm. and they're all part of like a shared universe. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept is that people are batteries. I you okay? You just jumped from A to <laughs> W. People are batteries. So I know that car, Cars is the one that comes last, right? Like after the destruction of human beings? It doesn't come last. It comes 
in between things. So Cars happens after Incredibles. Because Incredibles is like the start of the machine starting to like become sentient. And then they kind of go like dormant for a while. And then they bring in the whole by and large, which is that company that they always use in everything that's like, this is the Walmart basically of, mm-hmm. of this universe. It's now Amazon. We we have to update our uh, points of reference. That's true. Um, and so they like that. That is the company that in multiple different like Pixar movies is like either shown as like a random throwaway store or as like a potential like bad guy, like in Wally. By and large, is what like causes the world to basically like crumble. Capitalism eats itself. Yes, yeah. you know yes. we have a theme here. Um, mm, interesting. <laughs> it's like we've been talking about this for years. Wow, it's crazy. <sighs> um, but anyway, like there's this part where it's like in Wally. Wally is like after the humans leave, because mm-hmm. like I guess in Wally they do talk about how like the humans leave and they're on that ship for like. 700 years or however many however long they're on there and while they're out there cars happens on earth while they're gone and cars get that become animated and and come alive because of the energy that they you know had from their humans and then like they basically all die out by the by the time wally actually happens Oh. Because they run out of energy, which I did learn in one of the Cars sequels. Apparently, there's a whole thing where it's like, oh, their energy source is like running out. Uh, so it's like, you know, very much like the fossil fuel thing. Uh, so it's like their energy source is running out. And there's a character who's like the Elon Musk of, of Cars who's trying to like come up with like an alternate energy source for them. Uh huh. And so like the theory is that like that they're trying to find that alternate energy source because their energy from the humans that used to inhabit the planet are gone and they're like slowly dying out because such a stretch i know right it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous but it's so funny to like (laughs) (laughs) well we also already have monsters inc which is also like similar where it's like oh they get energy from people's screams Oh, and then laughter is that is that where that comes from yeah and so that's God damn it i hate that my brain is like oh yeah that makes sense right too much marvel movies too and many fucking superhero bullshit things are in my brain that now i'm just like okay, and also toy story because toy they're like story because the energy from the kids who have the toys is what keeps the toys alive and then the what? whole thing is when you when they grow up and they discard the toys and they're no longer playing with the toys the toys "Quote unquote," die because they, well, they don't, don't have die, the they, energy. Like, get put in incinerators, maybe. Yeah, they just get sad and are trust depressed. Me, trust me, I went on this like rabbit hole of like thirty minute like YouTube videos of like explaining this entire like conspiracy. Holy shit, dude! And like, you got you can't listen to conspiracy. Andrew, this is an intervention. You can't <laughs> listen whole whole milk to conspiracy oh, theories. I'm not saying that this is like true i'm just saying that like i went down this road and it is like an interesting road to follow i i hear you but i'm over here saying that like woody has a soul there's there's also a theory that boo from uh monsters inc is actually violet from the incredibles i and don't and care that she is also <laughs> the the old lady witch in brave because she has because she has a sculpture in her little hut that is of Soli. 
<laughs> just pull it away. What? She doesn't go invisible, but they the the argument is that she like we we need a war. <laughs> we, we we need a major life catastrophe to bring all the young people together because we're focusing so much of our mental energy on bullshit. <laughs> Boo is the witch because what? Because no, there's, I'm here there's to a wooden this slab because that looks like Sully. That's cute. And there's also a pizza planet you, truck. You said Violet. You said Violet becomes the witch because Violet and, and Boo. Well, there's and a theory that Violet no, is also Violet linked is, to Boo. Sure, but she's an invisible girl. And if you watch the only other Pixar movie I've seen in recent memory, Incredibles 2, the baby Jack do manifest his powers as baby. Mm-hmm. Boo is like three. How old Boo? Boo's not Jack know. age. I don't know how Boo's old an Boo adult. Is. Boo's a child adult. You know what I mean? Older yeah. than baby, younger than child, child. adult. Is that, yeah, younger is that than the teen. actual term? I made it up. Toddler. Teenagers is a made up thing. I'm going to call her a child adult. That's gross. Don't do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's problems that come with that one. <laughs> She's not a baby, is what I mean to say. And so, so her powers should have manifested by the time that she was Boo. And she does never turn invisible, Andrew. Let me tell your YouTube friends. Let me argue this because this is also what the YouTube video said uh, <laughs> was that the reason that we don't ever see her use her powers is because uh, in the movie in Monsters Inc., there are several times where they lose Boo, and people have argued that they lose Boo because she turns invisible and they can't find her. You see her walk away and in the back of the shots. Do do you? Because some people have said that she just disappears and then, like, you know, maybe reappears in the background. I'm friends with screenwriters. There's something called Chekhov's gun. And that is to say that if you show something, you got to follow through with it. If Boo disappears, you got to let your viewers know that Boo's gone walking away (laughs) because we have the power of omnipotence when we're watching an animated Disney film. We get to know everything that's going on and put the pieces together. It's very fun to sit on our couch to eat our popcorn and to say, Mmm, I'm smarter than the one-eyed monster. I'm smarter (laughs) than big blue monster. I'm Beth, and I shall predict the ending of this film before they do. And so they have to show Boo walk away, and then they go, oh no, where's Boo? And then Boo says, Boo, and they go, ah, and then they scream, and they get the powers, and then the powers transfer to cars, I guess. That's just like that was the like logic in this whole or not logic. That was the whole theory in this whole thing. But it was so weird. Like I'll just send you the videos just to like put on in the background one day. I will watch them. I already have a show that I want to put on in the background and it's called Lady Ladybug and Puppy speaking Guy. Of, speaking of shows that you want to watch, I saw an ad for a show that I think has Beth energy all over it. Really? It is a dating show where they're <gasps> all painted up Dressed and done up as animal animals. faces. <laughs> yes. Absolutely yes. I got actually offended. I was watching I was watching a YouTube news guy. Yeah. And he was like, people are freaking out because this is a nightmare. This show is um evidence of us all being bad. And I was like, what are you talking about? This yeah. is my shit. This yeah. is something I would consider doing if I was single. This is like B stars, so but like 
because I, I immediately just made the connection of like your obsession with B-Stars. <laughs> I haven't talked about that on this podcast. Guys, I just want to go ahead and, and put it out there that B-Stars sucks ass and I'm really mad at it. <laughs> we'll talk about it on a later day. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe that's just a thing you know. Put it in fucking famous birthdays. My name is Beth. I was born in 1990. And B-Stars, she thinks B-Stars sucks ass. <laughs> Boom. Wikipedia page. Dude, that show has, it's so interesting. It stumbles into interesting topics and has Mm -hmm. so much potential. And then the creator of the show doesn't know what they're, what they're, the gold that's in their hands. And Mm -hmm. so instead of like spending the gold on delicious storytelling and giving us something substantial to chew on, they get sexist and weird. And I hate it. It, why you just take a shit on my mouth is what you did. I committed so much time to Beastars. I read so much of that manga, hoping, because there's it's there's so many interesting little nuggets there, hoping that it would manifest in some way. And then the guy was like, I put on a dress and heels because that's what makes me equal to women. And now I can punch a girl. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I didn't know it went doing? that route. See, I feel like last time I talked to you about Beastars, I feel like you were like all for it and super excited about it. So this really? is actually like a, yeah, like out of left field for me right now. The Netflix show. It's a cool first season. Yeah. I think it's neat. Don't read the manga because the manga will be like, hey, it's still neat. And uh, you'll think, cool, it's still neat. There's some weird stuff here, but I'm pretty sure it's neat. And then eventually it will reveal itself to actually be garbage. And you've spent hours thinking about this thing that fundamentally isn't worth thinking about. <laughs> ah. I'm betrayed. I was betrayed <laughs> by this thing. But yeah, that, that I saw that dating show and I was like, this has Beth energy all over it. Um, did, we, did we know the name of that? No, I have no idea what it's called. Because as soon as I saw it, I completely, like, shut out all other, like, <laughs> ways of, of, of taking in information. Because I was just watching, like, my, my eyes were just like, we need to devote 100% of power to, like, fucking recording this into our brain forever. <laughs> and nothing it's else called... said to me registered. It's called Sexy Bees. <laughs> perfect 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 we're done we're done yep no cool. more shows cool we did it we we, got the best we have peaked as a civilization everything from here on out is downhill i really i really hope the show is as good as the trailer for the show is right so i i have a question i have a question and this is question partially for you and partially for our our listeners who I'm talking to you in the past. Um, but if y'all want us to listen, like watch this show and then talk about it on here, I feel like we could have an episode that's like about that. Because we could talk about like the makeup art. That's what we pretend it's about is the makeup art. Well, that's the excuse that we use so we can talk about it. And then we'll go on tangents about like who who is a piece of shit and who's like amazing on there. How badly do you want to kiss the dolphin? I, I'm all for it. So, listeners, let us know on, <laughs> on your art friend's Twitter. <laughs> Conspiracy theories aside about why they've made the decision for cars that they did, 
you and I have actually done some, uh, what is it? Philosophy? No. Theorizing of our own. Mm -hmm. I was going to say philosophizing, but then I was like, no, we're not, we're not getting into that. We're just theorizing why they made such a poor choice in design. And I'm wondering if you have, have, have any of those you would like to share? Because I know I have a list of them. You have a list of them? I have a few. Some better than others. What's annoying is my brain is like, I think I know the real reason. Tell them the real reason. Tell them the real reason, Beth. And I'm like, that's not the point. What do you, what do you think? Hey, Anne. Hey, hey what, what do you think? I think that somebody took the saying, the eyes are windows into the soul a little bit too much to heart, but they either misheard it or misinterpreted it as the eyes are the windshield to the soul. Wow, Mitch Hedberg could never. <laughs> oh my God, he wrote a joke. He wrote Thank a straight you all. up joke. Thank you all. <laughs> As gorgeous. As gorgeous. I think uh -oh. John Lasseter wanted to see what would happen if uh, somebody had a, a bug stuck to their eyeball. <laughs> he thought that'd be funny. Which I bet little boys would like, little boys like boogers. What's the closest thing to boogers? A bug in the eyeball. Here's the thing. Do the cars and cars have noses? I don't think they have noses. I wrote that down. What are their noses? If yeah. Okay. They gotta uh, breathe. Cool. How the, Do they just breathe through their mouth or they're just... <gasps> all the time? Car mouth breathers? If they were, they would just all inhale the race bugs. cars would be like constantly gasping for breath. Yeah, right? But they're not. They have their mouths shut like cool boys. Like cool boys. Yeah, cool boys don't keep their mouths is that, open. Is that why Sasuke is cool? Because his mouth is shut and he doesn't talk? Mm -hmm. The only time he ever opens his mouth is to breathe fire, baby. Yeah. The logic tracks, if your windshields are your eyes and your grill is your mouth, mm -hmm. then the headlights are the nostrils. Yeah, but, but they I refer have light back that to come the out diagram. of them. Oh, that's true. What the fuck? I refer yeah. back to the diagram that you sent of mm -hmm. Lightning McQueen here, the unofficial art where we have this body bisected and mm -hmm. all of his tongue fat and bone tissue God, is rife for me to look at. There is no nostril situation. Uh, do cars smell? I don't know. Also... The fact that there is an entire, like, also based on, you know, this non-official art that we are looking at, this implies that there is, in fact, a butt because there is a stomach. Yikes, dude. Yikes. How do car poop? Is it out the exhaust? Maybe. What do they eat? I'm such an idiot. I just Googled, do cars smell? <laughs> no, car... <laughs> Disney... <laughs> Pixar... <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Smell Swell, World of Cars. Smell Swell is a deodorant company. Mm -hmm. It sponsored Lightning McQueen and later Sammy Smelter during stock car racing competitions. What the fuck? So, hey, do got guys, deodorizers, you hang on the inside of your car so that it doesn't smell like your own ass. Question. Yes, Andrew. Who, who, if, if these are like, cause you just said like they're a sponsor of Lightning McQueen. Yes. So, okay. Knowing that, 
and knowing that there are no people in the Cars universe. No people. How do they put the deodorizers in the cars? I... Who hangs huh? Who hangs the de- deodorizers in the cars and cars? And from what? Right? Is there a rear view mirror? Do they need a rear view mirror? Can their eyes go to the back window? Can their eyes go to the back window? Hey, Can they go hey, to John the Lassiter. side windows too? Why didn't you design all of the windows to, to have eyes? That's the spider in cars. Because you know how they have the different animals that are also cars? Yeah. Is it like that where it's like the whatever car surrogate for spider? Is it just have eyes on like all all of its sides out of all the windows? It should. And Cars 4 should be about the car spider. Disney. Disney, hire us to do this. We'll do concept art. We love sexy beasts. Yes. We are creative thinkers. Let us implement these new fresh ideas into your uh, very popular boys brand cars. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So I'm looking at the fandom. Smell Swell. Mm-hmm. There are two cars that have been sponsored by Smell Swell, and then it says workers. So mm-hmm. we do have a lead. I'm going to click on Snyder. He is a worker for Smells Swell Smell. Snyder was a flatbed, low trailer truck that worked for Smell Swell as Lightning McQueen transporter. What? Mm-hmm. He was bad at directions, and according to McQueen, was a few pistons short of a full engine block. So, canonically, the only smell swell... Those words mean nothing to me anymore. Smell swell worker is dumb. So, is it an anachronism? Is this somebody who has created an accessory for a, a human's tailbone? Without realizing that we do not have tails? I don't know if I follow. Have I lost it? So, there are vestigial... Hello, welcome to the body with Beth Radloff. (laughs) There are things called vestigial things in our bodies. And one of them is your tailbone. We don't need it. We don't have tails. Another thing is the woman's orgasm. But we're not going to talk about (laughs) (laughs) that. <laughs> so this guy designed Ugh. something for it's it's an equivalency here. If human beings have tailbones but no tails, what mm-hmm. if uh John Trolley went and designed a cute pom-pom for our tail, but we don't have a tail anymore. So that was a dumb idea. The deodorizer was designed for the car and yet Mm, Car okay. do not need I see, I see where you're going now. I got it. Okay. I, I did a whole NASCAR loop. I love the tangent that we went on, though, <laughs> to get here, to get to this point. Um, no, the other thing, too, is like, okay, so they have eyelids, and the eyelids are apparently more of the, like, paint, the, like, metal part of the car. Yeah. How does that work? Because cars don't have that shit. Human energy? See? It all makes sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> you can say words and then say that that makes sense and that it doesn't actually work. I know. <sighs> why do cars have eyelids? Re- guys, we're not dumb. The reason why cars have eyelids is to express their emotions. Yes. <laughs> Had you, however, uh-huh. made the headlights the eyeballs, don't have to worry about eyelids. You just do a little shmish Yeah. Just have them smooshed together. It'd be super cute. 
the plushes come on another theory i have to why cars in cars have eyes as windshields instead of headlights is that someone really hates drawing the interiors of cars because mm. they never have to do it they don't have to show it if the eyes are the windshield so we are we are stepping away from the anatomy of the car being the motivation here and instead stepping into the artist themselves the designers choices the designers thoughts and they said y'all sorry about it i hate leather interiors yep every time i draw a car i don't want to think about the inside part and then and then mr lasader said what about blackout windows what what about tint we tint them all and then and then the designer said, ooh, that would solve my problem, but I got one better for you. Big eyeball. Just one. No separation between the two eyes. Yeah. Why not one eye? Why not Cyclops? Is my question. So I did find in in the research, because I did research, and I feel it's so weird that like this is a thing that I've like Googled and like looked up. But I found um, some kids shows that came out after Cars came out. Mm -hmm. And obviously some of them were influenced by Cars and they did the windshield as eyes thing. Uh, and other ones did headlights or lights. And there was one that did the lights and uh, they had a scooter. And the scooter only had one eye. How did it make the children feel? I don't know. I just looked at it and I was like, hmm, okay. I don't hate it. Um... There was one kid's show, uh, I'm going to have to find a picture of it and send it to you, but the one that infuriated me the most was there was, that was clearly influenced by, by cars. It was also for like much younger children, uh, mm -hmm. was where they took the entire face and put the entire face in the windshield. Ew! Hey, what? So there like was the like- the mouth is there too? The mouth, the eyes, all of it just boop in the windshield. Oh no. Oh, no. But it was, like, infuriating because I was just like, mm, mm, no, mm, no, we went too far. Because now you've got double face. Uh-huh. Yeah. You've got face, entire face in the windshield, and also you have the suggestion of the face with the headlights and the grill, which yeah. is already a face. Yep. And Pixar knows this. Pixar did that short, that, like, umbrella short, where it yeah. showed a bunch of different innocuous things in a cityscape. Mm -hmm. uh and like little signs and little post boxes and stuff and the post box mouth was like the hole was the mouth and it had a little hinge eyes and little screws pop around fucking they did this already they know mm -hmm. there's they know so it was deliberate it was a deliberate choice yep. and sure we understand that the expression of your animated character is the most important thing and that the windshield is the largest component on the car and so putting the eyes there makes the most sense because then you have a lot of different manipulations of the hood and other parts of the car to get that expression to come through to yeah. further your emotional storytelling. I get it. But also, it's the we've I'm looking at Polly Puddle Jumper on the wiki. And when I cover up her big gross eye with two irises, she's got a cute little face with her fucking the headlights. Yeah. If you uh, click the link that I put in the rundown next to the topic where it says, why did Disney decide that cars and cars would have windshields? Uh, yeah. Click that link and you will see the person who wrote this article <gasps> from 2011. Uh, they actually photoshopped some of the cars from cars to have eyes on the headlights instead of the windshield. 
It's way better. I like them better. I didn't better. know. Andrew, I didn't know how good it could be. Yeah. Guys, I would buy that toy. I yeah. am not their demographic. I think they were going for like 12-year-old boys, and I'm a 30-year-old woman, childless, unemployed woman, but I... <laughs> You're a freelancer. <laughs> Contractor. According to the fucking home loan insurance, people die fucking nothing. I'm nothing. <laughs> been there, been there, done that. Yep. <laughs> and we also know, just so that y'all don't think that we went into this super blind, I, we also know that uh, Cars was somewhat influenced by a very old animation um, from Disney called, I think, Susie the Coop. And they animated this little coop that uh, had eyes for where the windshield was. Um, oh no, she's sexy. And and they use that. They 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 mention that in a couple articles that I read. Oh, she's a tiny sexy car. Oh, guys, you know how uncomfortable it makes me that we made all of the cars who are women like sexy cars. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Not all of them. We new, do have like a large new, Marge bust woman, but she goes so far in the other direction that it is as insulting. <laughs> so new idea for a dating show. It's called Sexy Cars, and we dress everybody up as cars. Your face is a truck. <laughs> am I am I insane to think that perhaps that would be a possibility if Sexy Beast does well? It it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I feel like at this point, like, TV shows and stuff that come out, like, I don't think there could be a thing that, like, a premise of a show that surprises me. Right? It, we're unhinged now. The world's like, ending. Might as well just get all the weird ones out. Internet Dadaism has slowly crept into the mainstream, and Netflix is like, you know what? Fucking sure. Like, one of my... One, one show that came out last year that delights me to no end is the floor is lava oh, andrew i can talk so at length about oh, what a good idea it's so what a brilliant idea it is what a bad execution it's unwatchable <laughs> mike and i were like my husband and i were like hell yeah dude let's turn this on this is gonna be a riot i yeah. love to watch family fight over the floor being a big bright color yeah. Uh and it the editing is so slow and the commentary repeats itself to a degree that it's like what do you think I don't have eyes? I can see that the man took a step and that he is worried. I can see this. Let me think. Let me think, show. I'm mad about it. That was one that like I watched like three or four episodes of and I was just like I found myself being like I hope this team fails. <laughs> like there were several teams where I was just like rooting for them to fall and be like, "Come on, you deserve to melt in the lava." Oh, here's a picture of a guy, a human man, uh, who has gone limp looking at the sexy Susie blue car. Oh, that's weird. Susie, the little blue coupe. This man has his knees have gone out, his hat has fallen off of his head, and he is slowly falling down the face of this glass as he stares lovingly into the eyes of the sexy small blue car. I mean, maybe maybe that's what it's like to be a car person. I don't know. I'm not a car person. I hope not. I hope I never meet a car person if that's the case. If I'm walking down the street with my buddy and like we met at work 
and he's good at his job and we get along as creative collaborators. And then he turns his head and he sees a Tesla Y or whatever, and he just like whips his penis out. <laughs> oh, I was wondering where this was going to go. And you did not disappoint. I don't be... <laughs> you did not disappoint. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I can't, because this is the animated, ver like, re that's, that's what they're doing here. That's yeah. the same thing. He's lost all the blood in his body, dude. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But my my favorite my favorite theory that I came up with for why the windshields are the eyes mm -hmm. is that John Lasseter in 1983 went to go see Stephen King's Christine and was traumatized. Beautiful. And Christine, they don't like put eyes like literally in the headlights but they totally have some moments where like the front is all like jagged and like broken it looks like a crazy mouth with sharp teeth and again they rely on the fact that we are constantly looking for faces and things as, as humans yep so there's a couple shots in christine where like the car is all mangled up and looks like it has a mouth and then obviously the headlights are eyes uh, so my theory is that John Laster was traumatized by watching the movie Christine and seeing it this car just murder people and decided that nope, eyes can't be headlights. His employee Tyler, he hired Tyler to be the concept artist for the cars new movie cars. What was Tyler's Tyler said, last right, name? Great. Scarlet, I'm pulling from an actual person I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tyler Scarlet's in there, right? And he's like, yo, John, thank you so much for hiring me. I'm so excited to work on this project. I've even got some some pre-vis, pre-visualization. Mm -hmm. I've sketched out the cars, and obviously the headlights are going to be the eyes. Here, take a look, John. And he turned his sketchbook around, and John peed his pants. John screamed. John said, no, no. True story. I've made a terrible mistake. Ran back into his office really quickly brainstormed in his brain he's like how can i get away from this trauma he comes back out he says tyler you need to make windshield eyes and tyler says i can't do that that's a crazy thing to do i love to draw the insides of cars and john lasseter said no 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 but for me for i am spooked i done watched the car <laughs> movie when i was the itty bitty and i can't look at your drawings anymore tyler you're fired i'm gonna hire someone else who will do my bidding and tyler said all right fuck you i'll leave and then tyler went and he wrote this blog post and he changed his name to <laughs> jason torn torch torchinski because he was ashamed of himself <laughs> let's take a break Hi, I'm Beth, and you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denik Notebook ambassador. So why? Well, back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner, so I just went into an Office Depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life, because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their Stay Flat Notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just loved the classic lay flat notebooks. 
They have a Smithstone binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf. They're the perfect A5 size. And most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk, regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So... If you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to denik.com, that's D-E-N-I-K.com, and enter code BRAD, B-E-R-A-D, at checkout for 15% off your order. That's denik.com, find your favorite thing there, and then enter code BRAD at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks. Back to the show. I feel like this is this is a topic that or a discussion that you have when you're like at a dinner party and you're just like drunk, just like why the f- why the fuck are the windshields the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 drink this, and draw. Yeah, three just, hours in. <laughs> that's what it's like to go do a drink and draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, hey Beth. Yes, Andrew. Can we talk about color? absolutely yay um so this this week for color corner color palette whatever the hell this is dude it's episode seven we gotta we gotta nail this down i know like color corner like it's fine i feel like it's fine but it could be better all right let's punch it up paint palette paint palette welcome to andrew's paint palette we're gonna take a knife to you (laughs) no color corner is cool but yeah, so this week, I want to talk about the world's worst color, but I want you to guess what the world's worst color is. Puce! <laughs> it's what? puce. It's the trash color. It's the yellow and green and gray, and it looks like it smells like boogers. How do how do you spell that? P-U-C-E? Puce. Puce. Oh, when no. I look up that, that's like a pinkish color. Puce. Yeah. Oh, what? It ranges from puce ranges from like a moderately neutral pink to uh like a rust red. And there's lots of pictures of what ticks and or fleas. I think they're why is this happening? I thought puce was the color of vomit. (laughs) Wait, Google. Don't you dare search the world's worst color. Don't do it. Isn't puce the color of vomit, Google? What? <laughs> Guys, my world's been rocked. I didn't think puce was pink. Am I spelling this wrong? Did I was I misled by a childhood mentor? Hmm. Is this <gasps> where your whole world crumbles? Okay. Uh, yeah. This is the uh. small crack that leads to you questioning the person who you are. English language and usage. What color is puce, and why do different people give radically different answers? Purplish versus greenish. Ooh, interesting. Asked nine years and one month ago. It seems like puce means two different colors. I've always thought puce was green, then saw on Wikipedia that it is purplish brown. Further research tells me that it's generally regarded as purplish brown in the U.S., whereas Europeans think of intense shades of green when they hear the world. The etymology relates to fleas in the color of their blood-stained droppings. Yuck. Well, this color corner went in a, a completely different 
section of the room that I was expecting this color corner to take place in. The false notion of a pew screen still persists. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and put bury that in the backyard for another day. So, so based on your new found knowledge, what do you think is the world's worst color? Oh, what I thought puce was, which, which is like now a... doesn't have a, a name. Okay. It is a olivey, greeny, grayish, yellowish, mm-hmm. like booger, a booger color. Okay. So, as of 2012, this Pantone color is selected as the ugliest color in the world. And it is Pantone 448C. You ready, guys? I'm going to go ahead and take a... <gasps> I was right! Yes, you were it's right. It's puce! <laughs> it is also described as drab dark brown. Yes. I, I don't know about the color of brown. This is... It is olive adjacent. It is the color of someone who's dying. It It's like a greenish, yellowish, Don't people usually grayish. get pale, not greenish brown? That, okay, it's the color of somebody who has died <laughs> in a swamp. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, it's, it doesn't inspire me. It really makes me think of thick, immovable... Dark booger liquid. Yeah, it makes me think of like something that would be in a cauldron of a witch in a children's cartoon. A hundred percent. And then this would be right before they add the like secret ingredient that makes it like glow green. Yeah, this is the stuff that you have to drink to cure your like mm, magic. It's polyjuice uh, potion. It's polyjuice potion. I just love that there's a specific Pantone named for it. I saw someone recently on the Instagram, they bought a postcard set of Pantone colors and they went through and they selected all of their favorite colors out of the Pantone set and laid them all out. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, hey, this is this is my like hearts palette. And I want to do that. I think that sounds really fun. That would be really fun to do. In college, I had a teacher who made us for an assignment for our senior class when we were trying to brand ourselves and do our branding and our business cards and our websites and all that shit, uh, they told us that our first assignment of the class was to go home and take a picture of ourselves in our favorite outfit and then bring oh. that to class. And I did that Whoa. and I brought it to class and I was wearing this like a flannel shirt that I no longer have. It was like this yellow orange kind of like neutral tones, uh, like dark blue jeans, like brown boots, and then I had a maroon, like, purpley hoodie that I, like, loved and wore it all the time. Mm-hmm. First thing she did, she pointed at it and she goes, you wear this hoodie a lot. Is this your favorite color? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, this is your branding color. And I was like, what? <laughs> you looked at her dead in the eyes and you went, why didn't I think of that? <gasps> that brings us to... Why did I think of that? My favorite segment. We did it. Also called W-D-I-T-O-T. What did it? We did that. Andrew and I are going to share something that we saw this week that made us say, we did it. <laughs> it sounds like you were about to sneeze. <laughs> You're like, you ever get so excited about art, you go, we did it. <laughs> We did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, 
Yeah. So my favorite, my, my why didn't I think of that this week occurred just yesterday. Um, and it is a TikTok that I found and I'm going to send it to you now so that you can see it. Yes, please. Oh, that's loud. Uh, what is TikTok? TikTok should really ease you into the volume and not Absolutely. just be like, as soon as you open it, be like, bah! Look at that. Yeah. Andrew has sent me a video of a woman who is wearing prosthetic elf ears that are also earbuds, functioning earbuds. Uh-huh. That is, I saw that and I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like, and I feel like also with like the explosive uh, popularity of D&D, like in recent years, like that's just cool. That's yeah. Did we just evolve past the cat ear headphones to elf ear ear pods? We might have. This might be the. Is that the evolution? Uh huh. This is the foot through the threshold of uh, a variation of different kinds of earbuds. <laughs> you can be someone who listens to rap, so Beats by Dre. You can be a cat girl. Or a Twitch streamer, depending on what circles you run in. Yeah. Or you could be a fan of D&D. A LARPer. Yeah. I feel like if you have those headphones, you have to be listening to, like, Critical Role, D&D&D, or, like, Adventure Zone, or any of those other, like, Mm -hmm. D&D podcasts. Like, you cannot, you cannot listen to just normal music in those. What are you listening to? Oh, Dungeons and Daddies. (laughs) Well, my Wittich, I just recently started following the content creator, the artist extraordinaire, Sad Shrimps. Why are they sad? No, no. Don't be sad. I haven't talked to her. Oh, I love Maybe this. Maybe one day I will. But yeah, isn't this cool? So I just sent Andrew an Instagram post of hers where every month she puts together this charming catalog of what you get from her Patreon. And Mm -hmm. so she has this in-situ picture of, like, the Patreon print that she holds with her hand. Mm -hmm. And then if you scroll over, it says, April, Spring Rewards, a collectible vinyl sticker, and a little picture of that next to the A5 large print, and then the mini print. And it's all arranged in a way that is, like, delightful. It -hmm. makes me, as a layman, go, I want that. I want to be a part of this group. I want to share in the delight of pastel pinks and butterflies Mm, and her whole branding um i look at her instagram and it's just it's really well branded it's well branded it's playful it's fun Mm -hmm. she does little doodles over top of all of her uh photographs and i'm inspired by this i want to i want to like learn lessons from how she's done this and do it myself Mm -hmm. but of course in a different way yeah but hey i got a question for you there's a ton of artists online, on YouTube in particular, who do studio vlogs, and they all run little shops, and they all uh, have little Patreons, mm-hmm. and the kinds of things that they sell are kitschy, delightful, fun, make-you-smile type art. Mm-hmm. And I keep feeling like if I were to doodle on top of my pictures and my images, and if I... Like, everybody's ugh, everybody's using the same wavy... Mm-hmm fonts and they're putting interstitials between their shots and it's it's like a visual language that's being adopted by a bunch of different mm-hmm. small shop artists and i feel like if i were to also do that it would number one be um derivative 
mm-hmm. of their established work. And number two, feel like, I don't know, putting on clothes that aren't my clothes. Okay. And yet I want to be, a, I want to be a part of this community. Well, how do you be rat it then? How do I be rat it indeed? I don't know. I got to do it. Yeah. I'm stuck. Just this, do it. Do what's fun, dude, Beth. Mercury has been in retrograde. Take... I've been stuck. I didn't Is it know just that always it in retrograde? Nah, dude. It goes into retrograde <laughs> like two times a year. <laughs> um, but I feel like uh, just coincidentally, I've been so stuck in this like what I want to do versus what I'm doing. Just talking about shit that I want to get into instead of actually doing the stuff that pops yeah. into my brain. And I gotta stop it. I gotta just just do it. Just Nike it. Well, yeah. every week we'll talk about this, and every week I'll be like, "Yeah, you're right." And then every week I'll be like, "Why am I not doing it?" It's very annoying. I started therapy. Can you tell? <laughs> I mean, that's good. Working on stuff. <laughs> Everyone should go to therapy, myself included. Mm. Instead, instead, I'm over here raw dogging it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, unprotected. I I cannot, I cannot take credit for that saying. I heard somebody else say that in a video about mental health. Andrew, everything I say, someone else has said. Yeah. Everything you say, somebody else said. Our parents taught us how to use words. It's okay. Except they probably, they probably didn't say what it That's one we made up. True. That's that's truly original. I bet if they heard Wooda Tat, they would think Wooda Tat. Now, now we're to the, the fun part of what car would you be and why? What car would you be and why? My thought is I would be a Prius. That's my car. Oh, man. Did I really just take your car? No, I drive a Prius. Oh, oh, okay. It's literally my car. Because, like, and this also stems from comedy of the early 2000s, where so many comedians were like, I saw a Prius drive by the other day, and it was like, and, like, they use, like, high-pitched noises and stuff like that. So, So part of the reason why I picked that is because I myself walk around my house and make noises and usually high-pitched noises to myself throughout the day and so that is why i chose prius you zip around your house you have a roommate now i do we we are this we do the same thing we will you both zip around we can hear each other talking to ourselves or making noises yes are you a maroon pri maybe what kind of cardigan does your prius wear (laughs) <laughs> i don't know um it wears a hoodie not a cardigan <laughs> oh nice it's color blocked your prius has like I, a yellow door and a yeah. pink door and a blue door and the trunk is white yeah and the body's black yeah i feel like my branding color in general like it started as like a, a more neutral maroon and now it's like definitely shifting towards like a saturated like pink pink prius yeah which, oh. I like it. On the subject of pink, another thing that I discovered today when I was, like, trying to find out something for Color Corner, 
apparently pink used to be a, a, a associated as a, a manly color because it was it was a very masculine color. Yeah, yeah. in like 1918. Yeah, like, so were heels. Yeah, women didn't wear heels; men wore heels. Got to show off them calves. Absolutely. Got to be calf bros. I would be a boxy European car. Hmm. I love this. It's really just based on like the aesthetic of car that I like. And that is a car that just would not do well in a rainstorm. I, I want to be a square. Yeah. I want to be. Am I a scion? Are you that one that has the dancing hamsters? commercial that's the scion that's the scion okay see uh-huh. i know nothing about cars because i'm just like the dancing hamster car the one with lady gaga's music i grew up in metro detroit i have to know a little bit about cars <laughs> should i be the square hamster car i could also i could also see you being like a um what's that one from the italian job the mini cooper i could see you as a mini cooper this is a little yellow Ew. mini cooper you bitch! I'm not a you. I'm not a Mini Cooper. What do you think? I'm funny. You think I'm spunky and fun? Yeah, you no, are. I'm sophisticated and beautiful. I'm the cla- I'm a classic. 4K no los dos. Unique. I'm a. I'm a BMW baby. I'm. I'm looking up box cars. There's part of me that was like, I want to be this one specific car. And it was the car from the year that Lincoln Park did the Honda Civic tour, and they designed a Honda Civic. Holy shit, dude. That's the most Ohio nerd <laughs> thing I've ever heard. You want to be the Lincoln Park Honda Civic? Reliable and likes rock music. Yeah. See, for me, cars are just like a thing that gets me from point A to point B. I don't really care too much what it looks like. I'm with you. That's true for me, too. I want to be able to sit in a car and see out the windshield. And as a small lady, sometimes that's hard. Uh, My husband drives a Mustang, and that's real nice for him. But I have to sit on two pillows to be able to see out the windows. And and it's hard to get in the car. It is hard to get out of the car. And the seats don't move and so, I hate it. I hate it. I love so him. You I hate see his car. Yourself, so you see yourself as a monster truck is what I'm hearing. <gasps> Could I be big? Could I be? Oh, hello. What is this? Did you this find your funny. car? I think so. What is it? Hey, Andrew. Hey, what? <laughs> oh, it's so small. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I found I did a I did a Google and I found a thing. Yeah. Are you sending it to me? Yeah. Yay. It's. I don't know what kind of car it's called, <laughs> but the description says the patrol stop Liger, Ligier, LS4 slash six. It looks like it looks like somebody took like a little playhouse for a kid and just put wheels on it. <laughs> it was like, Here you go. <laughs> like if you told me that this car had an opening in the floor where you put your feet through and that's how you got around like Flintstone style, I would be like not surprised. This is amazing. This car, yeah, totally. This car looks like that Fisher Price car, but a real car. It's it's basically a smart car, but if you take all of the roundness away and oh just God. make it into a, a every side is flat. It's like if you add if you took somebody who had never designed and was not like a creative person, and you're like design a car. Yeah, 
that's me. <laughs> I don't think you as personality wise that that's not something that I like. I don't think of you as like be like this car. I take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. But at the same time, I am absolutely delighting in the absurdity of this thing. It is. I didn't know that a car like this existed. It doesn't look. It looks like you deliver mail in it. Yeah, it kind of does. But only a little bit of mail. I think it's the size of a golf cart. Is it, though? It looks like it's a... Yeah, maybe it is. I mean, look look at this grown man in it. <laughs> that thing would not survive a crash. It's just a trapezoid on wheels. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I know it's not a reflection of my soul, but it is a reflection of... Uh, my attitude. <laughs> I mean, you'd be able to fit in any parking spot in that thing. That I would. The world would be your oyster in mm -hmm. that car. And I the pearl. Yeah. <laughs> so we've come to the end of the episode. And each end of the episode comes with an artist recommendation. Andrew and I go back and forth picking an uh, artist to recommend to you. And this week it's my turn. So I'm going to tell you about Franard, who's a friend of mine. Ooh. She's delightful. I found her on YouTube talking about how much she loves paper mm -hmm. and touching paper. And we became like f friends online. She's one of my first online art friends. Beth has art friends. I do. I have one. I found one. Recently, she's been doing a lot of comics. And she does a lovely job of balancing autobiographical storytelling with her art. Um, I think she's working on a graphic novel at the moment. She's done a lot of illustration for different clients in the past and does a lot of mentoring with young people to introduce illustration into their mm -hmm. life as a professional career. And she's funny and down to earth and like knows a bunch of languages. And I That's really cool. I like her a lot. She also has an online shop called We Are Nice Humans, which is totally eco-friendly. Yeah. All of the shirts that she sells, she goes to resale shops and buys shirts, washes them and then screen prints them by hand. Yeah. Yeah, I was just reading that about one of the one of the posts on Instagram was saying that oh, she's got cool hair. Mm-hmm. I want to dye my hair eventually. Do it, man. It's the end of it's, quarantine. I got a I tattoo. Know. You should bleach I, your head. See, the thing is, is I want to do it. I just haven't worked up enough courage to do it yet. What color would you go? I have no idea. Like, part of me wants to do, like, pink, but then I'm like, I feel like that's too too crazy to go for the first time of dyeing my hair like i feel like it needs to be like value adjacent to my current hair like it whatever, just needs to be like this but purple whatever you want to do i support maybe i'll work up the courage to do it before um gen con Ooh. or dragon con because all those are in september oh that'll be fun my hair is basically yellow as it is yeah. So I'll just wear my orange suit and you'll wear your pink suit and I'll have orange hair and you'll have pink hair. I know. For everybody listening, I just ordered a pink suit recently. <laughs> like blazer and pants and I'm so excited for them to show up. I really hope awesome. they fit. I'm going to be real sad if they don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, I love I love her artwork. She would draw us in our suits. She's been doing a, uh, what are we calling it? A trash sketchbook? You have your nice sketchbooks where you put, mm -hmm. like, art, capital A, art in. And then you have your trash sketchbooks where you can just draw whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, it, you can mess up. You can experiment. Yeah. 
she's got her experimental sketchbook, which she's feeling like a lot of freedom working in. And of course, mm -hmm. when you feel that freedom, when you're really engaged with the work that you're doing and not feeling pressure, you're going to draw stuff that's remarkable. And so every page of her trash sketchbook, I look at and I go, oh my God, I would love like a wallpaper of all mm -hmm. of your, she's doing what I would consider fashion illustrations. Um, and then just like little sketches and things of the stuff that's around her. And she'll go out to coffee shops and go to the park and look at herself in the mirror and write her notes and her thoughts. It's like a journal sketchbook combination mm -hmm. altogether. Paste it on my wall. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Ugh, I'm such a fan. Well, if you think you know someone who should be our art friend, you can tell us on Twitter. Tweet at us at your art friend or email us at your art friend pod at Gmail. Art friends pod. There's more than one. Tw tweet at us at your art friends or email us at your art friends pod at gmail.com. We would <laughs> love to see what you say. Yes. yes if you want to find me, I still haven't deleted Twitter, but I really want to. I have a Patreon. I'm on Twitch and I'm on YouTube at Beth B. Rad. And then you also have a uh, fun D and D podcast called D and D and D. Why do I always forget to plug D and D and D? I have a fun D and D podcast called D and D and D. And I am Schmander Art on all things. You can find me primarily on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. I have a Twitch. Whether or not I stream on it is another thing. <laughs> Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I don't have a set schedule, but hey, you might have occasionally see me on there. Uh, I, too, have a Patreon where I offer enamel pins every three months. The next one is going to be in August, which doesn't matter because all of you will hear it way too late, maybe. But if it is August. It'll be the 26th. That's true. Yeah. Hey, yeah. sign up for Andrew's it's last It's your Pen last club. chance. Yeah. Do it now. Um. But you'll get a cool enamel pin along with a fun photo of my dog Cadence wearing the pin on a brightly colored piece of clothing. So check out those pins on my Patreon. That's the end of this episode of the podcast. Sometimes we were serious and sometimes it was just tomfoolery. Shout out to famed 16th century court jester Tom Fool. But that's just what you get when two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and a bare ass hang out together. Bye, guys. See you next time. Mwah. Your Art Friends is a More Park Media production. Our music is by Andrew Smith. You can listen to his music on Spotify and iTunes under the name Makeshift Radio. 